Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we're talking about Boris Johnson, World Refugee Day, Natasha's Law, how artificial intelligence is being used to catch thieves in Britain's youngest beekeeper. Hello, this is Zara. This week has been another interesting week in British politics. We have been keeping you updated on News Kids with the Conservative Party leadership contest. And as you know, the contest is now between two candidates, Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt. This week, there has been a lot of coverage of Boris Johnson's personal life as on Friday the 22nd of June, police were called to the London home of Boris Johnson and his girlfriend Carrie Simmons after neighbours reportedly heard a loud argument. Carrie Simmons was heard telling Boris Johnson to get off her and to get out of her flat. A neighbour of Miss Simmons told the Guardian newspaper that they had heard a woman screaming followed by slamming and banging. The neighbour also recorded the fight between Miss Simmons and Mr Johnson and according to the Guardian newspaper who heard the recording, Mr Johnson was refusing to leave the flat and told the woman to get off his laptop before there was a loud crashing noise. Miss Simmons was then heard saying that Mr Johnson had ruined a sofa with red wine and that he didn't care for anything because he was spoilt and had no care for money or anything. Another neighbour told reporters from the BBC that she heard a female voice shouting and screaming and then heard things smashing and it sounded like plates or glasses. The police said in a statement that the police had responded to a call from a local resident at 12.24 on Friday the 21st of June. The caller was concerned about the welfare of a female neighbour and when police attended everyone was safe and well and no further action was to be taken. Lots of supporters of Boris Johnson have said that whatever happened was a private matter between two people which should have not been recorded by a neighbour. Other people think that Boris Johnson's character is very relevant to the leadership contest as if he wins, he would be in a position of great responsibility and should behave accordingly. What do you think about this story, Rose? Do you think it's important about Boris Johnson's private life? Because this could affect being Prime Minister. It could, majorly. I think because he might get into a big job, which is being Prime Minister, which is very, very important. He'll have to take a lot of responsibility. So to help us vote, we should know about his private life a little. Yeah, and if he is Prime Minister and he goes for a meeting to meet the world's leaders and he does what he did with his girlfriend, then I'm sure people would just say, we don't want Boris Johnson as our Prime Minister. And like maybe switch it to Jeremy Hunt. Yeah, like that. If someone like that runs for Prime Minister, we should know about themselves. Like, maybe we should know about Jeremy Hunt more. It's very important that they're a good person. Prime Minister should be kind, caring, doesn't have too many arguments, and should act like a proper, sensible person. Well, he has to be a good person inside. Because if he doesn't have a good personality, it affects majorly how he runs the country. 
But if we know about Boris Johnson, we very much need to know about Jeremy Hunt. Because Boris Johnson could be better than Jeremy Hunt. You don't know. Or it could be Jeremy Hunt is better than Boris Johnson. We don't know which one yet. Hi, it's Rose here. Did you know that World Refugee Day took place last week? This important day was created by the United Nations back in the year 2000 to raise awareness of refugees around the world and is now marked on the 20th of June each year. On World Refugee Day, many famous landmarks such as the Eiffel Tower in Paris and the Empire State Building in New York are covered in blue lights, the colour of the United Nations. A refugee is someone who has been forced to run away from their home country because of war or violence or because they fear their life is in danger. Refugees have to find somewhere else to live which is often very difficult and many refugees become homeless or have to stay in a refugee camps which might be dangerous and unhealthy, particularly for children. According to the UN Refugee Agency, two-thirds of all refugees worldwide come from just five countries, Syria, Afghanistan, South Sudan, Myanmar and Somalia. When a refugee escapes from their own country and tries to find a home in another country, they are called asylum seekers, which means they are asking for the right to be recognised as a refugee and receive legal protection and help such as clothes and food. An internally displaced person is someone who has had to leave their home but still remains in their home country. Last year, there were over 70 million displaced people in the world, which includes refugees, internally displaced people and asylum seekers. The United Nations said that one person becomes displaced every two seconds, less than the time it takes to say that sentence. Over half the world's refugees are children. I think it's very sad that so many children would have to have been forced to leave their home country and might not have somewhere to stay at the moment. The theme of the 2019 World Refugee Day was Step with Refugees and asks people from all around the world to take big and small steps to show their support for refugees and the dangerous journeys they have to take. The campaign wants people to cover 1 billion miles in 12 months, the same number of miles refugees worldwide travel each year to reach the nearest point of safety. If you want to join in, visit www.stepwithrefugees.com to find out more about what to do. I will be taking a step for refugees and I hope you will too. Hi, it's Rose here. Last week, the government announced that a new law will be introduced in England, Wales and Northern Ireland, asking food suppliers to include a label with a full ingredients list on all prepackaged food. Called Natasha's Law, it is aimed at ensuring people with food allergies have the information they need to understand whether a food product might contain something they are allergic to. The law was created following the tragic death of a 15-year-old girl called Natasha Ednan Laparus, who died in 2016 after eating a sandwich bought in Heathrow Airport that contained sesame, which she was allergic to. At the moment, takeaways and restaurants are required to let customers know any of the full 
14 most dangerous allergens, including peanuts, eggs, milk and sesame, are contained in their food. But currently, freshly handmade foods like sandwiches and salads do not have to be individually labelled, according to the UK's Food Regulations 2014 law. And so the sandwich that Natasha bought did not have a label saying it contained sesame, so sadly she was unaware of the contents when she bought it. The introduction of Natasha's law follows a consultation in January proposing four options including full ingredient list labelling, allergen only labelling, ask the staff label on products and promoting best practice to businesses. The consultation received overwhelming support from consumers for full ingredients labelling with more than 70% of individuals backing this option. Since her death, Natasha's parents Tanya and Nadine Edlin Laparouse have campaigned for a change to these rules. On hearing about the plans for the new Natasha's Law, they said they were delighted and helping save other allergy sufferers and their families from the enduring agony that we will always bear is a fitting legacy for her life. Allergy UK also welcomed the law, saying it was very pleased. Head of the charity, Carla Jones, says this move towards full ingredient labelling for prepackaged direct sale food will improve the lives of the allergic customer and it is warmly welcomed here at Allergy UK. However, the CEO of UK Hospitality, an organisation which represents the hospitality sector, said we are worried that full ingredient labelling is going to prevent the kind of dialogue we need to promote. Some smaller businesses may struggle with the unwieldy new law and it is almost certainly going to lead to much less choice for customers. The new law is due to be introduced by the summer, although businesses will be given a two-year implementation period to adapt to the change. The Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs announced. What do you think about Natasha's law, Zara? Well, I think it's a very good idea and it will stop causing deaths. Well, some deaths might continue, but not allergy deaths. Yes, I meant allergy deaths. Do you think it's sad that Natasha died, Rose? I very much do. That's kind of a silly question because everyone thinks it's sad. But now it's kind of a positive because... By her death, we've created a new law. I'm glad something has been done to try and prevent something happening to someone else with a serious allergy. And also, I remember her parents were campaigning. We've done a huge amount. My teacher last year, Miss Taylor, has a very, very serious nut allergy. And she talked about it a lot. So, that we know a lot about nut allergies now. And my friend Ava has a peanut allergy. They only told me so I understand how important it is to look after someone with an allergy and how important it is if you know someone that has an allergy keep the thing that they are allergic to away from them so it's really helpful to have the food labeling and so everybody knows Here's Daya talking about how artificial intelligence is being used to catch thieves. Walmart are using artificial intelligence cameras to catch thieves. If you ever thought that nobody was going to notice you if we don't scan that gallon of milk at the self-checkout register, then think again. Walmart is using new cameras with computer visions to help catch thieves at 1,000 of its stores. 
The company has confirmed that it has a technology program called Mist Scan Detection that uses AI-equipped cameras to track and analyse activities at both self-checkout registers and those with supermarket staff cashiers. The goal with the cameras is to detect when items aren't scanned at checkout. If the camera sees an item that hasn't been scanned, it sends a checkout attendant to provide assistance. While the computers are helpful to catch thieves, that is not its main use, they are being used to reduce shrinkage. Shrinkage is the amount of lost revenue that's the result of theft, damage, fraud, scanning, errors, etc. Since using these mis-scan detection cameras two years ago in Walmart stores, they have said that overall the shrinkage rates have dropped. Often scanning errors are the result of human errors and not actually stealing certain items are hard to scan according to the company that provides Walmart with its computer vision technology. Walmart is not the only company using computer vision technology to track items within its doors. Amazon Walk Out technology also uses the same computer vision to track items within its checkout less tools. So next time, you think you can get away with accidentally making offers with an item? Don't. The cameras in the sky will catch you. Thank you for listening. Here's Hattie talking about Britain's youngest beekeeper. A five-year-old who keeps an impressive colony of 60,000 bees has become Britain's youngest beekeeper. Little Archie Crickland from Guildford, Surrey, was stung by a BH2 but was not put off. After submitting three months of work and a diary, Archie picked up his British beekeeping certificate in apiculture qualification last month. Explaining his passion, he said, they're important because they pollinate. They pollinate our trees, fruits and crops. Archie makes 60 jars of honey a year from his bees, some of which are enjoyed by his family and some of which are sold. When asked his favourite thing about bees, he said, we do microscopy and I like to look at bees close up under a microscope. The youngster is now working towards his next beekeeping qualification, but needs to improve his reading and writing before his next exam. Hi, this is Zara. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is our last podcast of season one. We will now be having a break for the summer holidays and we'll be back for season two in September, along with some new and exciting additions to the News Kids programme. We've covered loads of interesting stories in the past few months and really hoped you enjoyed listening. Rose, what has been your favourite story? Well, I had quite a few. The cherry blossoms were quite nice. I also had the Queen's birthday because it's always exciting to hear about a Queen's birthday. And then there's the Royal Baby announcement and the Royal Baby birth, which I kind of like. Well, not kind of, I like it a lot. Like, love it, love it, love it. What is your favourite story, Zara? I liked the royal baby announcement and the royal baby birth, the Queen's birthday and Brexit updates and Tory leadership updates. Why did you enjoy the political ones? Well, I just find them really interesting. Seeing what's going to happen next, who's going to be the next Prime Minister, what's going to happen over Brexit. Yeah. It's quite interesting and you don't know what's going to happen. You're the most political person I know. 
Well, I sure am because I even wanted to join the Conservative Party to vote who's going to be the Prime Minister. Well, that is crazy. What is the saddest story you've listened to, Rose? Hmm, I think it's the whale. Yeah, it's definitely a whale. The whale was found dead on the Philippine shore with 40 kilograms of plastic in its stomach. And there is no positive side to that. Because what is positive about a whale being dead with 40 kilograms of plastic in its stomach? And there are two stories which don't have a positive side either. The Sri Lankan bombings and the New Zealand shootings. Because what's so positive about someone getting killed? Nothing. I felt really sad about both of those stories, Dara. What type of stories do you like, Rose? Funny stories. Funny stories get you to laugh and they get you to have fun with news. I also love climate change because you can learn something, then you can do something for the environment that other people can learn from you. What about you? Well, I mostly like political stories like the Tory leadership update and Brexit. Wow, Rose, we've covered a lot of stories this season yes we have we really hope you've enjoyed listening to our podcasts have a great summer and we'll be back in september